Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. This podcast is for leaders in the social sector like you who want to make a difference. Each episode is packed with practical ideas on how you can be more innovative and create an even bigger social impact. We share our ideas on what you can do and also speak to leaders from the sector to share best practice. So let's get into it and let's talk impact. Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. You're with Tracy Newman. And as usual, I'm joined by my good friend, Dan Bentley. And today we want to talk a little bit more about the different types of information that you can get to make sure that what you are currently delivering or what you're looking to deliver is really going to be helpful for the people that you're out to support. Yeah. And what we're specifically talking about is qualitative and quantitative data. What's the difference between the two? What are some different examples of what they are and some of the benefits of using both of these in your approach to gathering information and data about what it is you're doing? Yeah, I think there's a, a great saying from Brené Brown when she gets asked by people, you know, what's better, qualitative or quantitative data? And her answer is always yes. And I think that's just sort of that piece around what's best is when you actually combine both. But to mm. just sort of frame that up, when we're talking about qualitative data, we're talking about information that is individual. You're actually talking to people and you're really understanding. It sort of gives you that rich information. And I think you, the way that I like to think about it is the qualitative data is the deep data where you actually go down deep and talk to people about what sits behind the way they're delivering information and what's going on to them. Whereas the qualitative data is the numbers, it's the data, it's the information, it's the surveys, and it's that sort of breadth of information. Yeah. One of the ways that I look at it too is that quantitative is kind of like counting things and qualitative mm -hmm. is like the understanding of that. Yeah. I love that because quite often people will say, oh, if we want to change this service and we've got this survey that we want to send out to people and that'll give us all the information we need. And quite often at that point, it's like, well, that's going to be really great for letting you know, you know, numbers, like how many people are interested or how many people have a certain thing going on, but it won't necessarily tell you why. And that sometimes it's in the why that the real value comes out. A good example of that is one of the councils that engaged us to do some training with them. And the project that this council took on was actually looking at how to increase the attendance from the older people in their community at some of these community meetings. So the data that they had was that the numbers were continually dwindling. The idea that they had or what they thought was going on was that it was a transport issue and that the older people were unable to get to these meetings. And so they were looking at, well, how can we create some options for transport for these people? But before they did that, they actually went out and they spoke to some of the people who were going to the meetings and they also spoke to some of the people who weren't going to the meetings. And when they actually did that, what they discovered was whilst they thought it was a transport issue, it, it was actually about people not wanting to go to the meetings and not feeling welcomed and not feeling comfortable in that space. So rather than spending a lot of time and energy on dealing with the data that they had, which just said less people were going to these meetings and making an assumption about what was causing that, when they actually understood what was really going on, they were able to work with the leaders of those meetings and make sure that people felt welcomed and felt that sense of belonging and increase the numbers in that way. Yeah. So this is going back to what Tracy said before around, well, using that Brene Brown quote around, well, both of them are important. It's because with just one of these 
types of data, you have to make a lot of assumptions outside of it. But with both of them, you can often see a lot more of the full picture. So in this example that Tracy just gave, if we sometimes just have the high level number, such as people aren't turning up, we sometimes just have to make our own best assumptions. We might have another little piece of data in our mind, such as, well, recently they changed the transport options. And so we might automatically connect those two things. And to Tracy's point with that story, that would have been the wrong connection to make. But then once we actually went out there and spoke to these people, we found there was a whole range of different reasons. And that's what you quite often find. It works the other way too, though. If you just go and only speak to people and you don't understand the quantitative side of that, and it's only that qualitative side of just like what they're telling you, sometimes you cannot understand the significance of problems. You cannot understand the scale of these challenges. And it can almost seem like everybody or nobody is feeling a certain way. So again, having those two things working together absolutely is the best approach. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes people only get to see a certain part of a process or a certain part of the client journey with you. So again, I've had people that I've worked with who are dealing with people who are cancelling services and the feedback that they gave was everybody's cancelling. No one likes our services and we're doing a really terrible job, but it wasn't that was the case. It was that all of the people that they were speaking to were having that experience, but they were only speaking to a small number of the total clients. Whereas to contrast that with data, it was like, oh yes, but that's only 3% of all the clients that we deal with. And 3% is actually a pretty good number compared to other like providers in this area. So that's where having the combination of those two pieces of information is really important. Absolutely. What we quite often see at the moment in the sector is sometimes organizations are good at using one or the other. We can sometimes see organizations are using a lot of surveys to their members or surveys to their clients to try and understand how they feel. But again, it's that very much aimed at that quant side of things. We also sort of see sometimes some of our program evaluation can be quite quant heavy. So how many people turned up and not really sort of understanding those reasons why. So that's why we thought this is a good sort of thing to focus on. If you're loving what you're hearing on our podcast, you should join us for one of our live events where we cover how you can build a more innovative and impactful organization. We also have our very popular Co-Design for Impact Masterclass where I'll teach you how to run your own co-design projects and how to set them up for success. Spots are limited, so grab your ticket to this and our other events at impactoconsulting.com.au slash events. Trace, from here, what are some of the different examples of ways you can collect each type of data? Yeah, when we're talking about quantitative, you've already touched on a couple of those, Dan. The first one is surveys, you know, where we can get a a large number of information from quite a good representative of people. Then there's also things like your reporting. So how many people are coming along to an appointment or how many people are are attending course or a program that, that you're running and how many people will then attend a second interview or a second appointment or things like that. So so some of that business reporting that gives you those numbers is a, is a really good way of getting that data. Most organizations now have so much reporting and it's quite often an opportunity to sort of understand what that entire reporting suite looks like because quite often you might be counting all sorts of things across your organization, 
dropout rates at certain parts of processes. Yeah, like Tracy said, attendance, all sorts of quantitative pieces of quantitative data can be located within your reporting that you may not be using today. So that's always a good starting point is to just try and speak to whoever your reporting guru and data guru is in your organization and sort of say, what are the things that we do count today? What are the things that we do report on? And looking through that, because sometimes you might find some gold that you haven't used before. Oh, absolutely. And that's also a really good point to know when to get that qualitative information as well. So that gives you a a really good breadth of information. And sometimes you'll see something in that information that you're like, oh, that's a point I'd like to know more about. So for example, you might have a lot of people who aren't attending their first appointment with you. And so rather than assuming the reason for that and putting in place mitigating structures, then what you could do is actually speak to some people who haven't attended that appointment and gain from them an understanding of the types of things that are getting in their way and, you know, maybe if things could be different, what that might look like and really get that insight so that you understand, well, what is it that people need from us and how is it that we might be able to deliver that? Yeah, and we've got lots of episodes around qualitative type information. We do a lot of that work as well as the quantitative stuff, but some examples are interviews, like Tracy just said, running workshops with people or focus groups, and even things like observations of how people are doing things in their life. Those sort of information can help us to understand better the why behind some of those numbers that we can find in that quantitative information. Yeah. And even going through and experiencing it for yourself you know, actually go in as a client and step through every stage of the process with your client hat on can often give you some really good insights as to what you're seeing in some of that data as well. Yeah. So what are some of the do's and don'ts when you're trying to collect some of this information? The things that we see organizations that are doing this really well are nailing is that they're making sure that they get a good breadth of information. So whether it's qualitative or quantitative, they're making sure that they're getting information from a broad range of different types of people that use their service. So, you know, if it's a survey, I mean, if you have the survey on your website and that's the only way that you're encouraging people to fill it out, well, of course, there's going to be a certain type of person that's going to have access to that survey. So you're not going to hear from people who aren't digitally literate, for example. So the organizations that we see that do it well actually think about the different types of clients that they have and they actually look at collecting that information in different ways for those different types of clients or perhaps they've done that work and they've got different client personas and they then make sure that they've got information from those different types of personas in that information that they're collecting. I think the other thing that we see that organisations that do this well also make sure that when they're creating the collection that they're not leading people in terms of the way that they phrase that question. So again, that applies in, you know, if you're creating a survey, rather than asking somebody what they really like about the service without asking them anything about maybe what they don't like about the service, that you're sort of leading them in terms of the way that you design those questions. And that applies whether it's an interview, a workshop or a survey. The other thing, of course, and again, this is regardless of the type of information that you get, the organisations that we see that are doing this really well is they're not just collecting this information and analysing it, they're sharing it throughout the organisation. 
So they will be looking at it, but they're also then, you know, sharing stories about what they're hearing in the interviews and focus groups or sharing the data that they're getting from surveys or the business data. And they're really sharing that across the organization so that they're getting different perspectives from different people who are working with the clients in different ways to help understand that information a bit more broadly as well. Sounds good. So there you have it. The answer is both. You want to be collecting a really good range of qualitative and quantitative types of information. They help us make much better decisions as leaders and they can really ensure that our innovations not only are designed in the right way, but also are evaluated in the right way too. So uh, thanks for joining us today on the, on the show and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. Any links to what we spoke about today will be posted in the show notes. If you'd like to know more about social innovation, visit our website where we have a heap of tools to help you on your way. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and make an impact.